Hi guys, it's me, um, Marissa Jones, and welcome to Views from Venus. In the words of Bad and Bougie and the Queen of Rap and Nicki Minaj, I'm back again, back to back, May back, stack the M's, you feel me? Um, I know it's been a while since you guys have heard my voice coming through your phones and your speakers and your car and all that jazz. Um, I just had to take a a little hiatus, focus on the exams. And plus, the one-year anniversary of Views from Venus is creeping up, so I am working on putting together some good content for um, my gang of ladies who've been rocking with me the whole year. Um, I'm grateful, so in my gratitude, I gotta I gotta show out for you guys. I gotta show out for you guys because we are family over here. With that being said, this is episode 29, and this episode is called For Mama. This is the Mother's Day special episode because, you know, mommies, they deserve it all. Before I get into the specifics of who I'll be speaking with this episode, I just wanted to point out that I'm well aware that not everybody has a solid actually, you know what? Scratch that. Um hmm. <laughs> Mother's Day, as much as we 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 celebrate it and we boast about it, it's not a joyous occasion for everybody. And I just want to show love to anyone who has lost their mother. Um, for anyone that doesn't have a great relationship with their mother, for the um, women who are trying to be mothers, the uh, mothers who are suffering from, mis- uh, sorry, the women who are suffering from miscarriages, anyone who has just lost a child and it's just hard. Anyone that Mother's Day this year, in the past, in the in the future, that Mother's Day is just not a joyous occasion for you. I am just sending love and light and um, we love you and we are here for you if you need. And that's just we assuming that, you know, your community, the people around you, myself. I just wanted to shed light to that. Um, we love you and you're in my prayers. Well, I love you. <laughs> I love you and you're in my prayers. Uh, with that being said, this week's episode is a Mother's Day special. And when I started this episode, I just wanted to like talk about like, you know, just the things that I feel like no one really talks to in terms of like motherhood. So like postpartum, delivery, all those things. And even though I had prepped myself to have this conversation, um, in having this conversation with a beautiful postpartum um, and gynecology nurse, Priscilla Anani, a beautiful person inside and out, and content creator Barbara Incasa, who um main focus is to blog about motherhood and how to navigate through motherhood. I knew that this would be a great conversation and I prepped myself for the conversation, but even after talking to them and while speaking to them, I was like, fuck, this is some shit. So <laughs> I do want to say that I I salute, after having this conversation, I want to salute these two mommies for joining me on the show and giving me their very raw experience on what it is to go through delivery and the real life realities of postpartum and so many other things that we discussed. Um, And yeah, I'm not a mommy, not yet, but women we we are super we are we are super superheroes like we are special we can with like we can stand anything 
And it's just, I don't know, man. I, su I salute the gal dem. Shout out to the gal dem. All of, all of you. The mothers, the one with no kids, the one with kids, the one that want kids, the ones that don't want kids. I salute you all because we are definitely our, we definitely are the better gender. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like, fuck. We are definitely the more superior gender. I'm sorry, fellas. Like, but yeah, with that being said, I'm just going to get into it. Um, oh, before I get into it, I am doing a little contest for the mommies. Um, a $50 gift card to Walmart. So $50 gift card to Walmart up for grabs. All you have to do is upload a picture of you and your child or children to Instagram, your Instagram story, and tag the Instagram page Views from Venus XO. So you gotta be following. You gotta follow Views from Venus XO on Instagram and then upload a picture of you and your young one or young ones on your Instagram story and tag Views from Venus XO and upload it to your Instagram story and you have just been entered. You will enter or you will be one of the people that could win <laughs> a $50 gift card from Walmart. And who the hell doesn't want a $50 gift card from Walmart? You know what I mean? Like that's $50 off your grocery. Like that's lit. So yes, yes, yes. Follow Views from Venus XO for details. If you're on Twitter and you want to join in the conversation, don't forget to use the hashtag Views from Venus. If you want to share your experience, Views from Venus hashtag on Twitter, Views from Venus XO on Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't subscribed to the pod already on Apple or Spotify. And yeah, I'm, I'm talking way too much. That's how much I missed you guys. I'm talking way too much. So with that being said, I'm done. This is episode 29 for Mama. And I hope you guys like it because I enjoyed recording it. Um, I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Yes, yes, yes. Hi, Marissa. <laughs> How are you? I'm all right. How are um, you? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to get into it before something you know, interrupts us again. <laughs> um, do you want to introduce yourself? Um, so I'm Priscilla Anane. I'm an RN by profession. I've uh, been working on a maternity floor at a downtown hospital for about 11, going on to 12 years um, with a subspecialty in gynecology. Um, I'm a mother, I'm a wife, I'm a good friend. A regular girl. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You could yeah. be a gynecologist. You could be someone's gynecologist if you wanted to. Uh, nah. Nah? <laughs> nah. I'll that... stick to the care part. Okay, okay. I, yeah. I dig it. So um, you said um, one of your professions, or your profession by, uh, you're a nurse, right? Your profession is a nurse, um, uh Mater postpartum nurse? Yes. So obstetrics, so, maternity, gynecology, they're on the same realm. So what do you do? Like, what's a typical day? Like, what do you see at work? What, what are your patients? Like, what's happening over there? So my patients um, primarily are moms that have had their babies literally like an hour or two ago, whether mm. it's vaginally or C-section. Um, I'm basically the nurse that kind of gets you through your recovery period. So, you know, getting you up the first time to use the bathroom, showing you how to breastfeed and care for your baby, giving you tips and tricks to kind of navigate through your new world of becoming a new mom. Um, the other part of my job is um, also helping women with loss. Mm. which is something that doesn't really get talked about a lot. It's more, you know, we focus on the joy of 
bringing a new baby into the world. Um, but there is that side where a mom or a woman who just discovers they're pregnant may end up losing their baby for whatever reason. So mm. I'm involved in that. And I'm also involved in gynecology surgery. So mostly any uh, women's related issue that um, can arise. So, you know, for us Black women, fibroids is a big thing. Mm. So there's fibro removal, fibro, fibro removal surgery that occurs. Um, and then for women in their late ages, postmenopausal, uh, you know, hysterectomies, which is the removal of your uterus. Um, and there could be like, you know, ovarian cysts and um, pregnancies that happen outside of the uterus. Um, so there's oh, wow. a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of things. Slamming and stuff like that. Because I think um, there's a lot of um, fairy telling in my area of expertise like what do you what what would you say fairy telling means so like there's a lot of glamorization with you know delivery i would say mm. um not even delivery but just the whole pregnancy and delivery and what's going to happen after the baby gets here and there's not a lot of truth telling that's being shared between moms okay p let's talk truth let's talk truth Right. What would you like, say is like, like, I'm not going to lie. Um, I would say this year I was on Twitter and I was I I was seeing a, a couple of tweets about um, like pregnant women and their stomachs getting really dark. Yes, I would. And I would say more than ever, like in this year, there's a lot of anxiety surrounding like I don't have any children, but I feel like I'm learning something new every day more than what's been discussed. Yeah. And it's 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 freaking me out. I can't even I can't even lie. And to be honest, I think that's why a lot of truth telling doesn't occur. Because mm. if you really knew what was going to happen or what could happen or how things are going to change, not just for your body, but your life, like your whole routine, everything gets turned upside down. I don't think a lot of women would go into having kids mm. <laughs> you're laughing but it's serious <laughs> it's serious I don't think they would I don't think they would ah! okay okay so uh let's 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 get, give me two things that you feel like are glamorized and then give me like two truths behind it okay so like like okay let's mm. okay I would say I would talk about pregnancy itself okay so yeah it's a beautiful thing there's a baby growing inside of you you're nurturing all these things are happening you know but nobody really discusses the bodily changes that like you see bodily changes but mm -hmm. not exactly what is actually happening with your body the like everybody knows, okay, maybe you'll have some nausea, but there's some extreme cases of nausea, like hyperemesis where patients are, our moms are basically admitted for their entire oh, wow. pregnancy, like from like 10 weeks, like from 10 weeks, Marissa, admitted back and wow. forth, can't eat, can't drink because this baby is taking so much from them, right? Um things that happen to you like like medical things where you were a normal woman with no male health problems and all of a sudden your hmm. liver wants to shut down all of a sudden your kidneys want to give out all of a sudden hmm. um what other things can happen your heart is not uh working effectively because this baby is, you know, adding to the stress of your body. Or there's a discovery that happens, like um, you, you get pregnant all of a sudden and um, all of a sudden your, your, uh, your thyroid is not uh, working effectively and you get diagnosed with hypothyroidism or you get mm. um, 
you you get a diagnosis of lupus or uh, you know like things just start to happen to you that wouldn't have happened if you didn't get pregnant so I think um and it doesn't happen to everybody obviously a majority of women don't go through anything extraordinary during their pregnancy just like the normal stuff right but there are things which would be swollen feet yeah back pain nausea which is still a lot but even that that doesn't really get talked about like you know like um just knowing that you know your belly will get darker you might get a mask face um starting to happen in on your face like you look like a raccoon um your neck gets darker your skin changes um you know like there's a lot of things that happen to women that I feel like just doesn't get talked about again because if you talked about it you would discourage other people from having a a kid and then uh the other thing I want to talk about is probably breastfeeding because breastfeeding is something that is discussed regularly and about how hard it is and I never knew it was going to be this way and how you know the baby's always on the breast all the time it's funny because I had a conversation with um oh what's her name uh, <laughs> Ernest's wife uh um Chantel Chantel I've been going back and forth with her about breastfeeding anyways um you know, on TV, basically, you know, the TV mom brings the baby to the breast and the baby's quiet mm. eating for like two minutes and then is knocked out. That's not real life. <laughs> <laughs> That's not real life, right? Um, your nipples, like the way they are, they are, can affect how you're able to latch the baby. Mm. Um, getting the baby actually latched on is not as easy as TV makes it look takes quite a bit of learning to actually get the baby on properly um and the demand of the baby too is not this baby that eats for two minutes and goes to sleep for the rest of the day your baby will literally live on your breast (laughs) for months right so like there's just a lot of discussion about little even little things that can actually just help somebody it just doesn't get talked about. Mm. And I find that once uh, women that have had babies, especially new moms, obviously not experiencing any of this before, a lot of it, once you know, you try to kind of refocus them to what actually is happening, either goes over their head or, you know, not trying to hear it. Oh, I'm going to do my own thing. Mm. Um, and then when they get home, you don't have that extra set of hands anymore and you know panicking starts you might start to panic away exactly exactly and breastfeeding is this now super duper hard thing that i couldn't do um that they made it seem look so easy exactly and i blame i blame hollywood a lot Mm. um but I also feel like the information, even though people will be like, oh, you could have taken prenatal classes, you could have this and this and that, even those those things don't prepare you for the actuality of what you're about to embark on. Um, so well, that's crazy. Things. So that's the, that's, the phys- that's the physical aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, well, at least like maybe 10% of the <laughs> physical <laughs> aspect. <laughs> But what a, what about the psychological aspect? Like, um, in these new mothers, initially when I heard postpartum nurse, I thought you would be a nurse that would be able to detect postpartum depression. Oh. I, don't, I don't even know. Now that I'm saying it, that was dumb. No, it's not dumb, actually. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> like, you know, and I was going to ask, like, how, if you're able to detect postpartum, how quick do you do you do you notice it? To be honest, I've had one patient where I picked up picked up on it right away because she just was not um, not to say everybody has to act a certain way after they have a baby. Mm. It's just you know you have a you have a mom that's overly anxious. Everything is a problem um, when things aren't working out. Even though you you know you're kind of reassuring them like you know this is all new to you. It will get better. Like it's just 
too much. And then you have um, patients who are kind of not really off the bat, but like you can kind of tell like they have no real interest. Um, Mm. They're not doing much. Like they're kind of in a, like a, a state of shock type, uh, type look type feel like it's still not settling in like there's a baby that needs to be cared for um, you can kind of get a sense just from like if you're the person's nurse and you're helping them take care of things like you can kind of get a sense that um, like that's this patient might need to be somebody uh, that needs to be watched a little closely like somebody needs to pay attention mm. But I and I, I want to. I'm so sorry. I'm going to interrupt you because I totally disregarded that. I didn't. Defi- I didn't say what postpartum depression was. Oh, true. Just in case, I, 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 you know, sometimes you assume that everybody knows, no, but yeah. I'm, I'm learning that people don't know. No. So postpartum, they say, is a depression that may occur after a woman gives, um, has childbirth, mm-hmm. and they say symptoms may be extreme sadness, low energy, anxiety. Yeah crying episodes and changes in sleeping or eating patterns that's every new mom <laughs> yeah <laughs> <But> I was yes. <laughs> like, but yes. and I was gonna say this might this must be so overwhelming if you are um like a, a mother like not even I was gonna say a mother who is alone but I don't think it even matters nope um because a lot of this is is hormonal Yep. Wow. And if this is something that every new mom goes through, how would one be able to decide like, hey, or decipher uh, or decipher? Yeah, that my yeah. my partner or my friend or my sister is suffering through postpartum. Um, That's a good question. I don't even have an answer for that because I feel like most moms, if not all of them, will go through some form of postpartum depression. It's just a matter mm. of how you navigate to get yourself kind of out of it and Mm. that uh, usually is in the form of your supports right if you have family that can come and help you take care of all the other things so you can focus on your baby like our Ghana moms do Mm -hmm. then you will find yourself out of it um, sooner rather than later if you have even a supporting partner who can hopefully identify like okay she might be overwhelmed let me Mm -hmm. step in and do all these diaper changes while she feeds let me you know let her sleep let me go order some food you know like just Mm -hmm. take some of the load off of her then I find you will probably make it through um but I I think the extreme cases that are being um that are being more written about, not the everything, everyday thing that are things that moms go through immediately after, like the first 10 days of even two weeks, three weeks, a month after having baby um, are the ones that are, you know, the ones that want to harm their babies. Those are the oh, ones wow. that are more, that's the, that's what they're the, like, you know, all of the, are the, uh, sorry, publications and stuff are talking about, like, the ones that mm. harm themselves, harm their baby. Like, basically, psychosis is what's being described. But I I, I personally believe every mom goes through a little bit of postpartum, whether they want to admit it or not, whether they've identified it or not, mm. um, because it's a learning curve and you're sleep-deprived and there's this little peanut in front of you that <laughs> is looking at you and you're looking at them in the middle of the night when you want to be asleep and <laughs> you're just about to pull out your hair because it's like go to sleep hmm. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah this is this is I, I i love moms a little more <laughs> um you spoke about your about family being able to step in and assist you yes, and how important it is to have a support system. Yes. Uh, before I ask this question, how long have you been a mother? So I have two children. 
Um, my first is five years old and my second is three. So I've been a mom for <laughs> five years, <laughs> at least. Um, yeah. And um, since being a mother, would you say that this has changed your relationship with your mother? So, yes, for the most part. Like, I've always had a close relationship with my mom. I'm the oldest of three mm -hmm. uh, sisters with um, from my mom. And then I have another sister with my on my dad's side. But um, so being the oldest, you kind of, there's a love and hate relationship for being the oldest. But That's I think um, I've always kind of been close with her. I haven't been open with her. I'm probably more open with her now than I was obviously uh, growing up but well, yeah um yeah that one is normal <laughs> definitely her coming to help me with both kids have definitely um given me a a different appreciation for her and even now as they're growing up and her involvement in their upbringing I'm very um, grateful for her um and I can understand a lot of the sacrifices that she's probably had to make mm -hmm. that I'm now trying to kind of um, navigate myself, especially around working and having young children. It's hard here, like the support, <laughs> even with my mom and, you know, family members, everybody has to work. Everybody mm -hmm. has to work, right? So um, it's not like back home where, you know, there's always an auntie or, or a grandma somewhere that can watch your kids while mm -hmm. you go to work. Here, everybody has to work. So I'm grateful for even the little couple of hours I can use her for to, like, get away and just get my sanity back. Um, that's, that's amazing. And I feel that. Yeah. So, P, mm -hmm. you know... One of the reasons why I wanted to speak to you, I feel like you are a woman's woman. <laughs> <laughs> you um, you are a wife and you are a mother and you are a nurse. And I think you're a student right now, too. You've yeah. gone back to school. Gone back to school. Um, you, you do all. And you've been doing all for a while now. And you look so graceful doing it. <laughs> um, you. you are definitely an inspiration to us who um are around you so I wanted to know like how do you like how do you do it like I don't get it like even <laughs> me with no kid no 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 me with no kids I don't get it <laughs> like I don't get it so when I think like yo people are out here adulting and they have children I'm just like fucking hell like how 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 do you balance a busy schedule alongside being a mother i don't i just <laughs> go with the flow <laughs> uh, to be honest um in the beginning well when i had after i had bash it was very hard mm, but now it's two it's, it's yeah it's easy to offload one kid when you have two it's so much harder um but i figure like now with everything I'm doing now, like going back, trying to get into critical care and like I'm thinking about my kids' future. So mm. that's, I guess, the motivation. And that's what's, okay. um, and then COVID actually just by chance made it a little easier for things to kind of happen in terms okay. of going back to school or taking a course or whatever while still working and having um my two children um because now it's like me and my husband have to balance taking care mm. of them um and seeing as everything is being done at home it just like I just have to I have to try to fit it in and mm. I have like whatever I have to do is what I have to do. I know I'm not going to be in school forever. Um, my situation's not going to be forever. So I, I think about the end goal more than the situation that I'm in. And I kind of let that just guide me. Um, 
Well, we we yeah. see you. We you. see you and we appreciate you and we salute you. Uh-huh. And you are amazing at what you do. And I like I said, <laughs> you are inspiration to the people around you. Thank you. Um, before I let you go, mm-hmm. what's your favorite thing about being a mom? I think my favorite thing is just watching them grow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, it's it's amazing to see how much they've grown from that little baby that used to be on your breast all the freaking time to, <laughs> you know, a child who's learning how to speak to a child who speaks very fluently now all of a sudden and <laughs> is coming up with new words that you didn't even know they knew. Um <laughs> It's just, it's just really, really, it's really, really nice just seeing them grow. Like, even as a sibling, when you watch your younger siblings grow up, it's not the same. You don't, mm. you don't notice certain things because they're, your, they're not your child, right? You're not, you're not recording milestones. You're not making note of, you know, their language development or their ability to recognize their ABC. Like, you're not paying attention to those things. But when you're a parent, everything is, like, kind of spectacular. Like, (laughs) just seeing yesterday, you didn't know red from blue, and today you're speaking full sentences. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so I think that's the, I think for me, that's one of the best things about, being a mom to my two and then obviously all the the hugs and kisses that I still get from them because they're so young I know that's gonna stop so I'm enjoying enjoying that as much as I can as I can have it well P thank you so much for sharing oh no problem it was this was this was amazing and happy mother's day in advance oh thank you okay I'm gonna let you go have a good night Yes. And tell Benji and Bash I say hi. Benji says hi. I will. will. (laughs) Thank you for having me on. No problem. All right. Bye. Bye. Hi. Can you hear me? I can. Hi, Barbara. I'm perfect. Hey, Marissa. How are you? I am fine. How are you? I'm doing good. You know, final stretches, almost the end of the year, school year. So just mm-hmm, adjusting mm-hmm. with online learning and then back to in-person and then back to online learning. So just juggling it's everything. Crazy. I'm telling you, what a time. What a time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Barbara, before we get started, can you please introduce yourself to the people? So my name is Barbara Nkansa. Um, on Instagram, I go by the name Mrs. Barbara Nkansa. And on every other social media platform, I am Barbara Nkansa. And on social media, I am a lifestyle content creator. And my sole focus on my platform is to showcase to women that you can still live your best life once motherhood starts. Um, yes. So that's what I've been highlighting a lot on my platform. You said that your um, Instagram page and the content that you create mm-hmm. solely focuses on um, motherhood and how your slogan is basically um, you're here to encourage that you can start living your best life even once motherhood starts. Absolutely. Yes. And I wanted to know why was it so important to you to highlight that? It was critical for me to highlight that because venturing into like pregnancy, um, I would always read and hear like, oh my goodness, your life is over once you become a mother. Like you can no longer do the things you love. Your entire life revolves around your child. And so initially, like when you um, first have your baby, you know, life changes. You're not used to all these drastic changes, right? It's no longer about you. You have this new um, life that you need to cater to. And um, just from my own personal experience, I wholeheartedly disagree with that statement because Mm. I believe life really starts once you become a mother. And um, just from my own experience, really, really highlights that for me. And so that's why I'm just so keen and motivated to highlight and share that, you know, to help change that narrative, to shed a positive light on motherhood. Don't get me wrong, it is difficult. It is not easy. Mm. It's not, especially being a first-time mother. But 
having an amazing village, Marissa, and a mm. spouse or partner is just everything. And once you have that, it is smooth sailing. Just from my so, I want to I want to rewind it back a bit. You did say that motherhood is hard. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. Um, as a black mother, as a young black mother, what are some of the stigmas and challenges you want to break in uh, terms of um, motherhood? Well, just to kind of um, sort of back to your question, um, what I want to say is, um, you know, we live in social media era, right? Mm-hmm. So it's essentially our guide. Like those of us that are active social media users, um, it's our guide, especially if you follow influencers or anyone that's journeying what you are about to journey. You'll mm-hmm. kind of look at what it is that they're doing and in hopes feel um, essentially want that to be your experience. Um, so I would see people showcasing like, you know, how glamorous their pregnancies are or how amazing their labor and delivery is and how postpartum recovery is exceptional for them. Kind of go in with like that kind of same um, notion. However, let me tell you. French, <laughs> and you will not know what your experience is going to be like um, unless you go through it yourself. Um, mm. So a lot of things I wish I knew prior to and during, um, prior to having Jeremiah, is the reality of everything. Mm. I spoke to Priscilla. Um, earlier Mm -hmm. um, because this episode is going to be you and um, Priscilla and she's saying the same exact thing she's like listen you go into motherhood with this notion that it's going to be like this and there's nothing that can prepare you for what for what it is to come she hit the nail on the head absolutely nothing right again guides you can um look and seek counsel from other mothers you can read books you can speak to your gynecologist um your doula or you know your midwife but unless you experience it yourself nothing will prepare you um Mm. so what i always say is to diversify your options like know what happens um know that uh, you have a birth plan maybe you want a delivery and you know things happen you have to have a cesarean um I'll use myself as an example you know I already knew like my pain tolerance is zero zero <laughs> <laughs> so when I went to labor and delivery I was like oh I heard about like epidurals and like how it helps and my mom had that as well so right when I was in labor and delivery I was like yeah epidural epidural Marissa it was the day I was giving birth to Jeremiah that I found out I fall under like the percentage small woman, like <laughs> like one to two percent, where your body rejects the epidural. <laughs> wow. After um three unsuccessful attempts, that's when I found out. And I had I had to do everything naturally. Like and Jeremiah flipped this. And I don't want to scare this. This is the thing. This is my experience, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't want to use my experience. I don't want someone to use my experience to kind of scare them, you know, especially if they are pregnant, considering it or about to have a baby. I <laughs> that because you guys are scaring me. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's experience is different. Everyone's experience is different. It's good to know mm. options are what can happen so that you are informed and prepared ahead of time, mentally and physically. Right. I didn't know these things. So I was like, what's going on? But Superwoman, Marissa, everyone that knows me knows I have a zero pain tolerance. Like pain? Give me whatever to numb it right away. But at that moment, 15 hours of feeling everything. Mm. Um, Epidurals did not work. And Jeremiah flipped his head on a nerve on top of everything. So, Barbara? cut out so that day can you hear me yeah perfect so that day was when um I realized that I'm never like I will not look at social media as a guide um I will be informed you know just so I'm aware Mm -hmm. of everything but I will have to stress that everyone's experience is different my body rejected the epidural if you want the epidural your body may take it right um every experience is different every pregnancy is different every labor experience is different but you, something just comes upon you. I cannot explain. I was a woman that day, Marissa. Like, everyone was looking at me. My mom came to me. They're like, what? 
I was even telling them when to, I was counting down and saying, push, like I'm ready, right? Because like, mm. something comes over you, like where you have to, you have to do it. And um, 15 hours, 15 hours of Jeez. undescribable pain. There is nothing in the dictionary. Everyone's like, oh, what can you compare it to? I'm like, absolutely nothing. Describe what my experience was like. Absolutely nothing. Some people, some people say that the cramps are similar to their period cramps. Did you find the same for you? Absolutely not. Um, period cramps compared to that is my experience is absolutely nothing. Okay. I would absolutely take period cramps over what I experienced. <laughs> Again, I cannot compare, right? I can't say, oh, it's like being stabbed. I don't know what that's like. I've never been stabbed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But people explain how severe that pain is. But my experience... Um, there's nothing that can describe it. But what I will say is, again, something comes within you. You just have a sh- the strength where nothing matters. You want your baby out. And MRSA, when your baby comes out, you forget everything. The pain mm. is gone. Remember the pain anymore. Like right now, I don't remember. I just remember the severity, but I don't remember it anymore. So I understand why people end up having more children because you forget that experience. <laughs> um, I think God's amazing that way because you don't remember. And um, just seeing your I say like my heart in human form you know like mm. it's just a feeling that um I can't describe like a euphoric experience you know like it's just I'm on like cloud nine right when that baby came right so that was my experience I don't want to go too much into detail because then I don't want to scare anyone discourage anyone okay so then you know what we'll, we'll pause right there yeah and let's talk about parenting Yes, yes. Because really. motherhood is one thing and then parenting is another. Mm-hmm. You are a teacher by profession. Right. So although you have one child, you are not a stranger to children. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to know, compared to how you grew up or the things that you saw growing up, maybe within your, your cousins or your peers, in terms of parenting style, especially as a first generation um, child of Africa. So this would be for like our Africans, the Caribbeans, you know, just black folk in the diaspora and mm-hmm. the types of parenting that we went through. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you, what's your opinion on like the new generation of parenting? Do you think there is a new generation of parenting? I absolutely agree. Yes. I feel like um, within our generation, we are exposed to a lot of things. I always say we are the enlightened generation compared to what mm. our you know, sometimes they have these primitive ideologies and mindsets coming back home, but you can't blame them because they know what they know. Um, mm-hmm. I would say our generation is the woke generation. Um, we've experienced a lot of things firsthand being um, schooling in the world and in Western society. So I feel like my own experiences really shapes my perspective when it comes to motherhood. Um, especially being in the classroom and teaching elementary age children, I feel like I'm able to relate to the generation because I see what their interests and um, what their interests are and what they're not interested in as well. And it also gives me, um, it preps me for when Jeremiah ventures into that, um, when he's into the elementary or in the mainstream schooling system see the other side of things you know I see what parents typically won't see um I see how friends are um actions I see how they can influence one another um you know we've all been there you know like click circles the leader you want to do what someone's doing right so I feel like that really helps shape myself as a parent and my own experiences I feel that we are more understanding of things um, because we went through it ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Like, even as young as Jeremiah is, where he's doing certain things, I'm like, oh, you know what? I get it, right? Like, I, I was there before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like because we are the woke um, generation that I feel like, you know, I don't know, sometimes within my own experience, I felt like maybe our parents didn't understand certain things. You know, it's like, why don't you get it? Like, you know, this is not mm-hmm. Canada. This is Canada or West, like, you know, North America. And I feel like, um, us, we'd be able to understand a lot of things, you know, correct a lot of things in a way that our kids will understand. Like, oh, I get it because mom was there before, you know. She's not telling me, don't put your hand on the stove. I'm telling you, Jeremiah, don't put your hand on the stove because when you touch it, you'll get burned. And this is what mm-hmm. happens, you know. I so- find that we're communicating with our kids 
so better where we our parents kind of lacked communication yeah. um you know they kind of like you just said they told us what to do didn't give us reasons as to why i'm seeing a lot of like parenting especially like tiktoks and stuff yeah and like giving advice on how to like parent your your children and you know talk to them and explain them and you know just a lot of things so you're right we are definitely getting the information that we need if we're seeking it Absolutely. And everyone's parenting style is different. I'm absolutely not here to tell you how to raise your child. I'm just here to give you just my own advice and my own mm-hmm. experiences that I do have. And communication, like you said, is imperative. And I feel like when it comes to our parents, they lie in that era and that area. And that's why that connecting piece was missing. You know, instead of talking to, let's say, our mom or dad, we'll go to our peers. And like, we're all like, at the same in the same journey or haven't experienced yet so it's like we're seeking advice like the blind leading the blind so a lot mm. of go through it first to experience it first time to realize yeah when I have my child I'm making sure they're not repeating the same mistakes that I did and so what I always say to parents is that at whatever stage your child is at modify your conversations so it's age appropriate for them so they understand you know um, we live in an era and a world right now where our children have access to information in the palm of their hands, social media, right? And um, what I do find is like a lot of times people be like, oh, they want to shun their kids away from that. But like from the other side, your child and they will interact with a student that's allowed to have access to social media. So they'll still expose your child to whatever it is that you're trying to prevent. So um, what I would just say is just have these conversations with your children. Be very involved in their lives, no matter mm. what at because the world is scary and if you don't advise your child their friend will and I see it all the time so that's what I always back in my mind that I need to foster these relationships with my children just so they do not repeat what I what I did or what I went through essentially and making sure I bridge that gap and have communication piece so my child can come to mommy and not go to their friend Susie or John for advice because there's your friend (laughs) advise you better than your parent right yeah that we um cultivate those relationships now as young as jeremiah is i'm ensuring that he knows mommy or daddy is your go-to right away so i know we spoke earlier about um how important it is to raise a village Mm um i was wondering i know i personally know that when you had just had Jeremiah, your mom had came over and she helped you. And um, I, I, I know how close you are to your mom, but I wanted to know, like, how much would you say your relationship with your mother or how much would you say motherhood impacted your relationship for your mother? And yes. was it for the, was it for the worse? Was it for the better or was it for worse? Versa, like you already know, the relationship I have with my mother is like no other <laughs> Um, yeah that's my rock like when I say you know our writers our best friend like that's Mm -hmm. we've always had an amazing relationship from when I was a child and after having Jeremiah I never knew I could love my mother and my mother-in-law any much more than I do prior to because when I say they Jeremiah is not their grandchild Jeremiah is like their fourth for <laughs> like I had Jeremiah for them literally like Jeremiah's not my baby like my mom would be like oh my son like they'll be like grand oh her son so when <laughs> like, mom like that's my child so in ways you're like okay mom like let me be my mom yeah mom but Marissa like let me tell you there is no way I could do this without my mother's I, like there is no way nothing like, I could not do it Marissa when I came home, when we came home from the hospital, we're like, okay, time to sleep. Jeremiah was up. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? The way I picked up my baby, I just gave my child to my mom. Listen, Marissa, my mom took off my parents. So my dad took off a month, four weeks off work. My mom stayed home for three months. She took three months off just to Amazing. make sure I'm eating. She's caring for Jeremiah. She's buffing him. How we're buffing buff baby? What? Hold the no, I couldn't. Like <laughs> yourself, like mentally, physically, like it's just everything all at once. So I'm just like, 
if I didn't have my mother's Marissa, I keep telling everyone there's no way. I mean, essentially, I would do it, you know, like you do it, you know, it's within us. But there is no way that I can do one quarter of the things that I'm even doing now as he's almost three or prior to my mother. Like, God, single day, I pray to God that they live long so they can see their future generations because. Amen about our Ghanaian culture is how beautiful it is and, and how much we really we show love to not only our kids but to our grandkids and it was just so funny because there is this video I came across and it was like how our parents used to treat us every little thing we would get in trouble but when it's their grandchild and their grandchild <laughs> or something that they're not supposed to do oh do you want McDonald's like they're clapping for them accolades so like one of my friends was telling me like you know our grandchildren is kind of like um, a to our parents mm. us to make sure they don't repeat it with their grandchild and I see it you know and Jeremiah even sees grandma as like mommy too Those the grandmas are like mommy because it's like the love they show for their grandchild is just like anything daycare meetings they're there doctor appointments they're there Jeremiah's sick they're there like anything my parents they're there you know so honestly, my parents are my rock, my village rock. Like I couldn't do it. Anything like, you know, like um, the get up and go days are done, you know, um, you know, you can get up freely, do whatever you want. You know, once you have a child, everything needs to be um, pre-planned, needs to be strategic and calculated. But there is nothing that could stop me from doing anything that I want to do, because if not my mom, my mom is there. If not my mother-in-law, husband is there. If not, his godmothers are there. My brothers are there. My friends are there. And see, like, there's always someone. So that's why we say it's imperative to have that village, you know? And when you are choosing godmothers, don't choose godmothers because, you know, that you know, they're going to come and dress, they're going to come and sleep, they're going to come show their godmother. No, it's not just a mere title. In my absence, God forbid, if I'm not there, you are Jeremiah's mother. And mm -hmm. it's, I've shown me, like, God forbid, if I'm not here, Jeremiah has two moms to go to, you know, in my absence, if, if I'm not with Jeremiah, he's either with Rachel or Helena, like his godmothers or my parents. Right. So that's one advice I, I, I would give to anyone. Like, yes, you love your friends, but you need to make sure that when you're choosing a godparent, you are choosing someone that will replace you when you are absent and take your child as their own child. So, so I want to speak. I remember I didn't I didn't now that we're on the topic of godmother and, and, and mothers and friends. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know <laughs> friends. I right. know I always hear people say you don't know who your friends are until you have a baby. Marissa, you know how passionate I am about these topics. Yes. <laughs> you don't know who your friends are until you have a baby. Like, mm -hmm. how do you feel? Like, how strongly do you feel about that? I don't have a child, so I can't attest to that. But I hear it so many times. Oh, my God. And goodness. what do you think about that? Girl, this topic alone would take me hours to speak on. Um, <laughs> in a nutshell, what I will say is not even just a baby. Milestones in general. When you're getting mm. engaged or even forget that. Buying a house graduating you know getting engaged getting married I fate or let me not speak tree because again i'm diverse users yes yes sorry about that all of a sudden people's characters are starting to change you're like um were you my friend from like high school like is this the same person like every little thing all of a sudden becomes offensive and and it's so mm. like this is how i spoke to you prior to me getting engaged but this is how we used to communicate with each other prior to buying my house this is how we used to communicate with each other prior to my wedding or my child. Like, I don't understand what's going on. All of a sudden, people start showing their true characters to you. And God, each and every single day for my milestones. As early as I had them, I'm so thankful to God. Because he really who my friends are. Who's really for Barbara? Who's really for my family? And what I will say is me having Jeremiah really showed me who my real friends are. Because, sis... You go through experiences after having a child that you can't explain. You know, even as great mm. as, as I have, my village is one in a trillion, but I still went through postpartum blues. No one understood. I lost drastic weight. I'm not sure if you realize that I lost drastic weight. 
Um, I wasn't sleeping, you know, I was just sad. And it was just like maybe my one, two, three friends that will call upon me, that would look upon me. And sometimes anyone, and it's not like being rude, some people took it offensively. Right. And it was but just- it, t- it takes the love of a friend just to understand and know that listen, I'm going yeah. through something. Give mm-hmm. me that space. Yeah, girl. Again, I can I there's that topic alone is I have a lot to say, but what I will say is yes. When you have a child, that's when you really know who your friends are because your child is essentially your everything. Your child's number one at the end of the day. And you start seeing how people start treating you, how they start treating your child. Me, forget how am I doing? How's Jeremiah doing? Do you need help with anything? Are you guys okay? Like, even that crap. Mm. Own is everything for me. Like, you've done enough. You've done enough, you know? But, like, when you start becoming selfish and it's all about you, that's when I have to kind of push myself back. Like, you know, like... And sometimes, Marissa, too, let me also highlight this. It's not their fault. They're not journeying. They're not at the same journey as you. They don't understand certain things because they're not a mother. Mm. So I don't want to also penalize people for that. And I always say, don't worry. Your time will come. Don't worry. You will get engaged. Don't worry. One day you'll plan your... <laughs> when it comes to closing down your first house, understand the stress. One day, one day, one day. So I'm always quiet. And then later mm-hmm. on... They start journeying and they're like, oh, Barbara, I'm so sorry for what I did. I understand everything. I'll never, I'll never forget, like, girl, friends, you know, um, I feel like, you know, there's a reason and season for everyone in your life. And I will will never stand here and be like, oh, Sina, say, I'm thankful for our friendship at that time. I'm thankful for that season. You and I have, um, we've contributed to each other's lives, but going forward, no, or going forward, we, I cannot have you part of my journey and vice versa. So I'm thankful, mm-hmm. I'm thankful for every experience because it taught me experience is the best teacher. I'm thankful for every season. But what I do is I use my experience and I um, educate others. I inform others, you know? So that's kind of like my goal too. It's like whatever I've gone through, I share it. I'm very open about it. To, t- to touch back on your postpartum, mm-hmm. how, how long did you realize before you had it like was it something you immediately realized and what yes you said you had your um like for a lot of because i i personally me personally Mm. me marissa i'm not no doctor Mm -hmm. my personal humble opinion Mm. sometimes like you'll see a you'll see a new mother and sometimes social media if you're paying attention to people it's if you're paying attention to people, you could kind of tell when someone's going through something. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I'll notice like a lot of young mothers maybe lashing out on social media or maybe behaving in a way that I don't usually know them to behave. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, uh, like, you know, something's not going the way it's supposed to go. So you being a mother who has gone through um, postpartum if there's anyone who's listening who knows un- who has a friend, like a new mother, who they may feel like may be going through these things, what are some ways they can help them? What are some ways they can be there for them? That's a great question. Thank you so much um, for bringing that forward, Marissa. So I want to be clear, too. Um, I went through what's called postpartum blues. Um mm. Postpartum blues and postpartum depression. So if you recall, like two years ago when I started doing letter boards, and I'm so thankful for Jeremiah because Jeremiah started, like he opened up a lot of things that I was hiding. And because of him, like he just really ignited a lot of things within me to share. Um, So my first letter board was like um, discussing postpartum depression. And so many people reached out to me. And through even a conversation with one of my teacher colleagues, she um, educated me and told me I didn't have postpartum depression. Postpartum depression is, on a different scale where you need to be medicated sometimes you're hospitalized Mm. and a whole different ball fortunately enough for me I didn't have to go on any form of medication I was not hospitalized but it was very real um there is nothing that prepares you for it it's not like it's an off and on switch you'll never know if you'll ever experience it I did irrespective of how amazing everyone was for me and to me it's just all the hormonal um, imbalances and chemical changes. It's a mindset, it's a mental thing, right? And um, I realized I was going through it when one day um, I was just, Jeremiah was crying on the bed. I looked at Jeremiah and I was crying with him. Marissa, <laughs> I, I, 
Jeremiah. I couldn't pick him up. I'm literally crying with Jeremiah. I something within me, I can't like I didn't want to hold him. I didn't want to hold him. I was just like, I was so overwhelmed. I was crying, crying, crying. He's crying hysterically. My mom's like, thank God, thank God I was in her care because I think he'd be crying for hours. Literally. Mm. And that's when my mom knew, like, no, no, be something wrong. Like, you know? So then that's when it's like everyone was like coming around me and stuff. And um fortunately enough like I was connected with a lot of my teacher colleagues and they said to me you know what there's so many community resources don't and that's the thing don't be afraid and that's why I want to disguise all these things because when it comes within our Genyan community and culture they don't understand these things you know they think you're being dramatic they think oh snap out of it or sometimes they coincide these things with witchcrafty that's just you mm-hmm. know whatever. thank goodness and that's why I'm using my platform to shed light on these things and mom guilt hits you what I will say, it's not your fault. It's okay. Seek help. So I'll use myself as an example. I use a lot of community resources. Um, I struggle with breastfeeding. So I think that all contribute to it. And thank goodness for Priscilla, um, Pris Monroe. Like, she was like, let me teach you. Like, I'll help you, like, with breastfeeding and everything. I told her, I'm like, sis, you are inspiration to all. You are, like, the mothers of all mothers for this community because she she will help you. Mm-hmm. I always tell her she needs to do something when it comes to black maternal health and, you know, everything babies, because that was my go-to, right? Um, And with my experience and knowledge, I learned there's reasons why I was unable to breastfeed because Jeremiah was tongue-tied and lip-tied, right? So those are other Mm. up. But all these things you don't know or understand as a first-time mother. And also because of social media, breast milk, breast milk. You have to breastfeed. Breastfeed is best. Breast, breast, breast. And so I feel like what was a contributing factor out of many was that I was unable to breastfeed my son and he was on formula. So I felt ashamed type of thing, you know? Mm. Um, like, I'm not a woman. Like, you know, like that's not what it is. But like all these things, like, oh, I can't even breastfeed my child. Or like um, sleep deprivation is real. And I'll never forget, Crystal was telling me, like during my last year, she was, make sure you sleep. Make sure you sleep. She's like, she told me about it, but I didn't understand. Like, oh yeah, yeah, whatever. I don't, I'm a night owl. I'm always up anyways. This is nothing. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when you're, you're child, they don't sleep. So like, Jer- like, everyone's experience is different. But like my womb pattern, Jeremiah was up at night, like midnight, early hours of the day. And he will sleep during the day. Right? so that's what he also emulated when he was in live in color so he's up from 12 a.m to 6 a.m jeremiah's up and then from 6 a.m like whatever he's sleeping and so um again my village so first you know i wanted to i wanted to soldier it out i wanted to soldier it out i wanted to do it but you realize you can't do it all because you're dealing with so many things you're healing you're in pain you're having to learn all these things as a new mother. Like there's so many things, you know? So the sleep deprivation is real. And that contributed to my drastic weight loss. I'm mm. going postpartum blue. I'm crying all the I'm losing myself. You know me, I love self-care. I love glitz and glam. I always love to dress up and do these things. I didn't do my hair anymore. I wasn't dressing up. So I think that's what also contributed to it. I was in my four walls every single time. I didn't want to leave. My friends are calling me. I don't want to answer. My mom's forcing me to eat. I don't want to eat. Sit on hot water. You know, all the things. I didn't want to do it. So if you recall much, if you remember, I lost drastic weight. So any of those things, you'll know, no, like, sis is going through it. Postpartum, you know? And a lot of people don't know that. So a lot of people be speculating, coming up with their own conspiracy theories or whatever. Um, But that's why it's so important for me to inform the community, like, it's not easy. Postpartum is not easy. And I recall like highlighting and sharing my journey, but like, you know, um, like when it comes to our community and culture, those things are taboo. Hush, hush. Like you need to hide yourself. And then you show out six months to show everybody, oh, look at me. I finished giving birth. This is what I look like. Great. But no, I think it's important to show those things too. So that way you are informing. The snap back, the snap back body. Mm-hmm. So our community focuses more so on the snapback. They don't want to discuss what it is that you're going through, which is I think is not right because you're, you're misinforming your audience or you're misinforming people. Like I was misinformed. I thought bada boom, bada bing, you know, you have the baby, then pop, you're snapping back. It's not like that. Mm. There's a lot to it. And um, I would say my postpartum blues took me a whole year 
Marissa. It took me oh, an wow. entire it took me an entire year to get back to myself. And what I would say is that um, I was an empty cup. I was an empty cup. And I realized you cannot pour from an empty cup. An unhappy mother um, equals an unhappy baby. You know, I realized I did a disservice to my son. You know, I wasn't my happy-go-lucky self. And sometimes that's why I say it's important to be selfish. You have to remember, I had to tell myself I was Barbara before becoming a mother, you know, before becoming Jeremiah's mother. And I said to myself, like, you know, you may feel guilty, but if you are pouring from an empty cup, you are not going to make Jeremiah happy. And I realized I had to work on myself, rebuild everything, be Barbara again, to um, really, really pour into my son, you know, and create and foster these happy moments. So you have to really, really work on yourself. You are important. It may sound selfish, but you can't pour from an empty cup, you know, you cannot. And that's why I keep emphasizing again with my social media and my model that life does not end when motherhood starts. You can still live your best life once becoming a mother. You can, you know. Barbara, that is amazing. And I'm so grateful and thankful that you shared on postpartum because I really wanted to tackle that. I feel like there's a lot of mothers going through that a lot of black mothers going through that and because it's taboo in our in our community um they they either can't recognize that they're going through it because they're just used to carrying on that being that strong black woman or they don't even know how to come forward so thank you for being transparent and sharing that yes before i let you go i wanted to know what is your favorite part about being jeremiah's mommy Parts when he calls me mommy, like Wee! he says mommy, and I'm like, who? And sometimes he's saying, sometimes he'll say mommy, and I'm just sitting there like, who's mommy? Like I sometimes have to remind myself, like, oh my gosh, I'm a mom now, right? Like, okay, yes, mommy, or like he's like boys are different. Like when it comes to boys and their mom, the bond is different. It's a different like, bond. I see it between my mom and my brother. Yes, yes, even myself with my mom and my brothers too. Like there's a different bond between when it comes to mother and son is like no other um jeremiah like sometimes i'll be singing you know you're my sunshine you make mommy happy like sometimes i'll be stressed or unhappy or about something and i just look at him and his smile is my why jeremiah is my why jeremiah is a reminder to me to no longer sit on my talents and to showcase them to the world because i'm it's no longer about me like i'm building a legacy right for my children my child or future children to come so um definitely yes jeremiah is just i thank god for him every single day my child is my my testimony you know that um god provides amazing gifts and that was one of my gifts jeremiah and he came at the perfect time the perfect time and so he's so loving he's so sweet he loves hugs and so that definitely is something (laughs) that keeps me going yeah well thank you barbara i'm so happy to hear that yeah my auntie says hi and i just want to really thank you for coming um i want to thank you for covering the hard topics when it comes to motherhood and parenting in our community and i salute you and you deserve all good things girl and in advance i just want to say happy mother's day thank you so much this is going to be my second mother's day i'm super excited um, Mother's Day has a whole different meaning now, but um, I just wanted to commend you and thank you for the great things that you are doing. I say to you all the time, your podcast is amazing. You're, oh, you. Um, you are sharing nothing but gems. You are raising awareness. You are helping change the narrative. And you are just breaking through into this whole um, era. And I just wish you nothing but thank success. Thank you again. It's always a pleasure being on your podcast. I love it, love it, thank, love it. So thank you thank so you. much. And I can't have to, can't wait to have you again, Barbara. Girl, absolutely. Anytime. Okay. Have a good night. Thank you, you so much. much. You as well. Bye. Bye.